3: Hey, doing good. Um, hope everyone's having a great Friday so far. Um, so um, to get this thing started, um, the big question of today is um, about the status of Anthony Richardson. Will he be ready to go tomorrow or will the Gators sit him to prepare him for maybe the Florida-Georgia game or something like that? So do we have any updates
2: on him? Uh, the biggest update will be tonight. He'll have, just like last week, he'll go through an MRI sometime this afternoon, sometime this evening. Uh, that's what Mullen said anyway, uh, to determine his status for tomorrow. I mean, look, last week he passed the MRI, so that doesn't necessarily mean he'll play. <laughs> we have already we have already uh, seen that happen. But uh, I, I would assume another week of, um, you know, Mullen did say Wednesday in the SEC teleconference that he hasn't done any scrambling, any running. Uh, They haven't haven't given him a full go yet, Uh, and that was as of Wednesday. And the most intense practice of the week is usually on Tuesday. Uh, So we'll see how much Mullen weighs that. I mean, he knows what Richardson can bring to the table uh, more. So I'm not so sure being a full go in a Tuesday practice is the ultimate factor, if he's going to play or not. Uh, So we'll get uh, hopefully – you know, we did hear word like around last Friday, early Saturday morning of what the results were, and many, many, and, and kind of assumed that he would play because he was clear, but you know, he didn't play. Uh, so, um, well, more wait and see mode there. Uh, now, opinion for what we can maybe move forward with is you know. Do you play him? Do you not play him? If he's 100% and the big worry last week was that he could hurt himself even more. But if he's 100% and that worry is out there that he's not going to hurt himself anymore, then I I play him. I mean, I I think he needs all the reps he can get. Uh, Reps are important. Game reps are important. You can't replace that. You can't replicate it. So, uh, you know, they, they weigh heavy for me. It looks like they weigh heavy for the staff, too. That's why they, in some of those games against, you know, FAU, USF, says so the world, they put the backups in. They want to get game rep, game film on those players because <clears throat> those those type of plays weigh a whole lot. So, if he's eligible, if he's ready to go, if he can play, I'll play him. Uh, and now I know there's the thought of you saving versus Kentucky, you saving versus Florida, Georgia. Um, I. I don't think that way. I think you play him if he's if he's a full go. But if there's any hesitation, and I I mean even the slightest hesitation, then you rest him another week. I I'm more I, I want him more for Kentucky than I do Tennessee. I think Kentucky's going to be the toughest test. Uh, a game where Farden may need some more explosive plays uh, when, when when you look at it in that regard. So, um, but if he's a hundred percent ready to go, I play him against Tennessee.
3: All right, thank you, David. Um, hope everyone has a great Friday. Uh, God bless, and go Gators. Go Gators.
2: All right, anybody else hop on in here? Let's get this thing going. But, uh, man, yeah, this Tennessee game, I mean, we did get word yesterday also that more than likely Kyrie Elam will be out versus Tennessee, will not Will not play. You go and look at that uh, kind of ugly hit that him and Trey Dean collided on his knee just takes a weird angle, and looks uh, like a knee spring there for Kyrie Elam. I think if Florida was playing Alabama tomorrow, he'd play. Uh, I don't think it's that serious, but uh, just something to look out for uh, with this up-tempo offense, Tennessee coming in here to Gainesville. Let's get Tyler Overstreet in here. Remember, you guys are being recorded, so I can put this out for people who miss it, So, uh, but uh, these things are going pretty well. Tyler, man, welcome. Hey, Dave, um, I was going off the Kyer Elam
3: piggybacking off of that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we sat Pitts last year against LSU when he was supposedly cleared. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we just, in my opinion, that, you know, tells the team, hey, we got this game in the bag. We don't really need uh, Pitts for this game. And I'm kind of getting the same feeling with Kyer. It sounds like he's ready to go. We don't want to risk him. But what message does that send the team, you think, when a player, you know, borderline ready to go or ready to go, and we sit them anyways.
2: Um, here's the thing about Pitts last year in LSU. Like, we didn't hear anything during the week, all week. There wasn't anything from the week before. I mean, the only thing you could have went back to was the injury versus Georgia, uh, of course, and that was about a month before that. Um, at least with Elam, it is coming off the heels of the Alabama game. You saw it. Uh, he did play on after in that game. Uh, so I think you could probably point to that too, saying, okay, well, if he could finish that game, probably maybe he could play versus Tennessee. Uh, but um, I get that feeling, but I just think right on the heels of the Alabama game and it happening just last week, um, I don't I don't get the LSU feeling there. Uh, I, don't get me wrong. I don't think you're wrong in feeling that way. Uh, I do think, though, that – Right now, it's so early in the season. You don't want to take chances that that wasn't late later in the season. And I mean, I, you did think you were going to beat uh, LSU, uh, but you know, this being so early in the season, if he was to go out there and re-injure it, and you miss him for all uh, many, many more games than what Pitts would have been, been lost last year. So you got to think there is still, you know, <laughs> the other um, two quarters of the season that still have to be played here. Uh, we're thinking about Kyrie, some bigger games on, on, on the schedule as well. And that's probably what they were thinking with Pitts last year, too. I mean, we we'll get the ACC championship game next week, you know, let, let's save him. So I can see it in that regard, but I just think with so many more games to play that, yeah, you, you want your star number one out there as much as possible. So uh, I, I don't have an issue with it, but I can, I, I can see why people would come in off of last year in, in that Pitt situation versus LSU.
3: Yeah, and that's my only, um, you know, issue with it. I think we can obviously beat Tennessee without him. But, you know, we thought that against LSU last year. And looking back, my God, it would have helped to have Pitts play that <laughs> game. So I'm Absolutely.
2: Just... Yeah, and look, I'm going to take one positive from it. I mean, Marshall and Hill need all the reps they can get.
3: Uh, that's right, true.
2: Right, right now. And uh, one of those guys being, you know, quote, unquote, CB1 uh, t- tomorrow when, when Elam is out is, You I think a little bit of good thing, a little bit of pressure on them, see how they react with some pressure there. Uh, And again, just, I mean, I'll say an okay Tennessee offense uh, with that up-tempo just gives them experience versus an up-tempo offense. I mean, this is the fastest offense in the country right now. uh, So you get some experience there. For somebody like Jason Marshall, I mean, Helm too, honestly, because he hasn't played a whole lot. I mean, this is some good experience for those guys going against an offense like this that they're not going to see an offense like this. Maybe in their career again, until they play Tennessee next year, that goes this fast, that consistently so uh, of course it's going to start up front for florida but um one positive i'll take from it is those guys
3: getting some more experience back there yeah that's a good point thanks Dave. no problem man
2: but yeah that's the big storyline there uh if you want to look at injury uh what is the status of ar will he play and Kyrie, elam more than likely not playing versus tennessee so that is uh and then kind of just transitioning that storyline, the up-tempo offense. You guys have heard it all week uh, in the preview as well. Tennessee, the fastest offense in the country right now uh, with how many plays and how many snaps they're going. And that's going to be <laughs> – I know that's worrisome for everybody. Uh, and this Todd Grantham defense that this seems to be an Achilles heel of his. Third down and up-tempo offenses. Uh, there you go. So like, uh, maybe we'll see how that translates there. Uh, also, he's been able to take advantage of some bad quarterbacks or average to bad quarterbacks, and that's what Tennessee has uh, right now. So Targrathum cannot go out there and put a defense that cannot handle Hendon Hooker and Joe Milton. I mean, that's just that's that's just the base of it right there. there there's no way after what those guys have shown the first three weeks of the season, um, you know, going back to Pitt a couple weeks ago, and Joe Milton just overshooting everything. I mean, that's that, that is the worry now. You have to hope now that this up tempo offense is the worry and they have shown the ability their wide receivers to get open, get behind coverage, and their quarterback Joe Milton just over completely overthrows them. So what you have to worry about there is the consistency of that still happening. You can't let the big play happen because we have seen these DBs now give up some coverage and get guys behind them. So whoever, you know, your safeties are tomorrow, J Dean, Daniel McDaniel, Rashad Torrance, those guys are going to have to be the deepest player on the field when they play defense many, many times. Don't let anybody behind you. You're going to have to play center field. You're going to have to be the deepest guy on, on the field. Don't let the big play happen. So we'll see how, how Florida plays that and, and, and what Tennessee can draw up to maybe where the safeties are out of position. And it's a one-on-one battle with the receiver in the corner. Uh, but a lot of times, Florida's just going to have to play a safety and Don't let anybody behind you. So that's the – that's what Tennessee's been able to show. Uh, the, the big play is there. They just can't hit it. Um, so, I think Florida's going to pressure up front uh, a bit. So, I don't, I don't know how many deep shots Tennessee is really going to be able to get if the Florida defensive line is pressuring and creating havoc all game long. That, that and That's what you want to happen. That's the only way Tennessee's going to beat Florida. They're not going to march up and down the field. Now, they may get their yards. They may march up and down till you know, at we kind of saw the first couple games around the 40- 30 yard line, the ben, classic bend, don't break kind of defense there from Florida. Uh, and that you, you may, and probably it's going to get on your nerves a little bit tomorrow because I think you are going to see that with what Tennessee is showing and trying to hit that big play. Uh, and I think Florida may play a little more safe than we want them to, but it really might be the best play. Now, I'm not going to say all game, you got to mix it up. Uh, and you, I don't. You don't want to see Tennessee dink and dunk their way all game long and basically control the clock on their side. Uh, you you want the Florida offense to have the ball. So I'd like to see the defense get a little more aggressive. But sometimes the right play is going to be uh, dial it down, just dial it back a little bit, uh, and see if you're. First of all, just see if your defensive line can control the game. If your defensive line can control the game, and you dial it back in the secondary a little bit, well, you know that 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 may work. Uh, but it's just. I think, with the way and what Tennessee has shown so far, does Grantham go a little more conservative than we want him to? Because, if you go and look at it, now Florida has pressed a little bit more than we than we saw last year, but a lot of the press has really come from Kyrie. And if he's not out there, does Grantham trust Avery Helm to go out there and press as much? Does he trust Jason Marshall to go out there and press as much? That's what Kyrie has shown these first three games. And if he doesn't, you, I, I know we all hate it, and I don't like it either. I think uh, you see what those guys can do in that situation. Maybe you started early uh, in, in that man coverage, but then you, the ability for the big play to be hit on you is going to be there. All right? If you're going to play man and then let these Tennessee receivers, because that, that's what they have shown so far. As I said, they've shown to be able to beat their guy on the other side of them and get behind them. So if you're going to play bump and run, if you're going to bring up the coverage a bit, there's, 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 those players are going to have to show up. Those players are, are, are going to have to show their worth in, in that man coverage for Todd Grant to go out there and trust them. And if he doesn't, and if they go out there early on and you see the big play given up, or at least Tennessee try it and they don't hit it, Grantham's going to get conservative again. And he's going to draw those DBs back. And we're not going to see the man coverage, the press man coverage we all want to see so much of. So um, it's going to be an interesting chess match early. Uh, I think with. Kaiirum not out there. He's been pressing a whole lot. Helm, Marshall, we'll see if they can do it as well uh, with, with these Tennessee receivers and that Tennessee offense coming to the coming to the swamp. But I also look, I mean I said it in the preview too. I think the uh, I think the, the ability, the big playability for the Florida offense can be there too. I think teams are now going to have to worry about the Florida run game. They're going to have to scheme for it, they're going to have to practice for it. And there's going to be a lot of one-on-one coverage. There's going to be a lot of stack in the box versus this Florida, for this Florida run game. And that's going to leave some receivers and a lot of one-on-one coverage. And as far as this passing game, are going to have to take advantage of it. I think it's going to be there now with teams having to worry about Davis, Pearson, Emory, AR. The, the whole run game is going to, to, going to draw those defenses up. And look, that's what we talked about all offseason. If this run game was going to be anywhere what we thought they were going to be and they could run the ball, that's going to help the passing game. It's going to help. Uh, there's going to be easier zones, easier passing windows, and the propensity now to push the ball down the field. And that's what uh, – I think that's what's going to come. That's uh, This the run game having a lot of success now. So I think uh, the offense we thought we'd see if there wasn't success in the run game, I want to see it early in Austin. I want to see the big play in the passing game early. I think the run game is going to be there no matter what. Can you now – scheme for it? Can you now take advantage of it? Can you now take advantage of defenses that have to worry about it? I think this would be the game we we really find out there. Uh, so, now what what could draw that back is, Muller could say, well, as fast as their offense is, do we really want to give them the ball a lot? So, I think you try the big play, see if you can get a quick score, see if you can get up 7 nothing, then maybe dial it back down, start eating some clock, keep that Tennessee offense on the sideline. But I think you can now at least show the ability. The big play will be there on the offense. The big passing play because of the run game working so well. All right, guys. I've done plenty of talking this week, so this is more about you guys. there. But Hop in. Ask some questions. Give me something you're looking forward to versus Tennessee. Something you're worried about versus Tennessee. If you're worried about anything uh, there versus Tennessee. But look, and the other big question this week: uh, How Florida handle post-Bama? Now, I'm not, I'm not even sure if you really call it a hangover. But now you're getting patted on the back, little really, even even in a loss. Now, not 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 from the fan base so much. I mean, there is some from the fan base, uh, but you're getting patted on the back. You're getting lauded for a loss. Um, you know, so how do you how do you respond with that? Mullen said Monday he was a little worried because the team was a little quiet. Uh, in a team meeting, going out to practice, and then they wouldn't had. I think he said, their best day of practice of the season on Monday. So that's things we talked about all week. You go and you take the good from the game. There's a lot to learn from the game. There's a lot of things you did good. So you, can do, you go work on the things you did good, you make those things even better. And then you go, see if you can be consistent in that regard. The things you did good, okay, you did it good. Can you keep doing those good things? Can you build on that? And then, as Mullen said, now you got to go out there and do the mental things right. And this is where the, the mental side of the game is really going to come in huge for the Gators moving forward. There was uh, a lot of mental mistakes there uh, going uh, going against Bama. Uh, you had the misplays, the, the dropped interception. Uh, the two-point conversion was – you can look at that play from all kinds of angles. They looked like they couldn't hardly get the play in. They looked confused when they lined up. And then the play itself uh, – you know, <laughs> Emory in the handoff, the miscommunication. So, a lot of things to move forward with, good and bad. But at least we are hearing from the head head coach, head man himself, that had a good practice on Monday uh,
4: there for the Gators. So, well, so so we controlled the line of scrimmage a lot last week. We got to be aware of Tennessee. You know, obviously seeing that and uh, try to try to attack us downfield because you know they know the running probably won't be there right so yeah um, we got to be we got to be alert on the back ends um watch out for the deep shots I know they play fast right they get to the line of scrimmage and play fast so with that uh being said um you can see a running play then the next play be a shot right so you have to always be aware of down the distance and what we have in front of us um and ultimately uh get to the next down right so um, I'm, yeah, I'm, hey, I'm interested uh,
2: tell me so, tell me so, you, got, you got a quick second
4: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Tell
2: me something on this. So go go back to prepping for Oklahoma because that's what Josh Heupel was running here with, with yep. Tennessee. Uh, yep. That's exactly the same same style of offense, same thing, all that stuff. So go back. We, we've heard the stories of preparing for Oklahoma. And it was awful. One,
4: there, two, well, I
2: mean, look what, what Tell me this is true there, there were two offenses on the field. And you yeah. So
4: I right, so, okay. so so preparing for Oklahoma. Um, they they were one of the pioneers of getting that offense going. Um, They were running, you know, two plays within seconds of each other. And we, you know, it's hard to kind of simulate that in practice. So what we did was had a offense running a play and we had a second offense ready to go. So as soon as that play was over, they would switch and a new offense would come in and run the play. So I'm not sure if Dan and those guys did that in practice this week, but that, that was a great simulator for us. And it helped us out a lot. I will tell you this, if they didn't do that, I don't think they're scoring us, but, Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, you know, hopefully we can, uh, we, you know, get the calls. Um, my coach heater, DB coach, used to always tell us you don't have to be on the right page, just on the same page, right? So um, if we can't get the play in, it has to be a universal uh, call. You know, hey, you know, check the cover two or whatever the case may be, whatever they, you know, decide on um, that. If we can't get the call in fast enough, we just play that play and get to the next down.
2: Yeah, and look, Mola was part of that team. He was OC for that team, so he he saw it. He saw you guys working on that. So I'm, I'm, I'm like you. Hopefully, I don't. We, we don't know if that. I, I yeah, tried to absolutely. To his radio, I tried to listen to his radio show last night to see if uh, he said anything about that. They brought that game up, and they, he
4: didn't necessarily say that that's what they were doing in practice this week. But sure. I hope so because that's what helped you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, good luck to my guys. Uh, you know, thanks for doing this show every week, man. It's awesome just to listen to get some insight.
2: Thanks, Amaya. Thanks for hopping in there, man.
4: All right, take care, guys. All right, let's get Joe in here.
2: Joe, you in here, man? Make sure you unmute your mic if you're trying to trying to speak. I'm not sure if uh you're ready to go, but all right. Well, anyway,
3: you you hear me?
2: Oh, I got you. Yeah.
3: What's the uh, Elam? Is he gonna play tomorrow?
2: Uh, doubtful. Doubt he plays tomorrow. Uh, we talked about that earlier, so you probably you yeah probably I, missed that. But yeah, I'll go. Yeah, all good. missed. Yeah. How bad. about AR fifteen? Uh, kind of the same thing. I uh, discussed that at the very early, very be- uh, beginning of this uh, space. There, AR fifteen. We don't know. We'll get. He'll get another MRI today. So everybody else who missed the beginning of it, it's kind of a re- quick, quick, quick refresher. AR get another MRI. We'll see where he stands. I say play him if he's a hundred percent. If you have any questions whatsoever. You know, rest him another week, getting ready for Kentucky next week, which I think is the, the the toughest game. But I don't think he can replicate game reps. So I think board game reps helps AR. For Elam, uh, doubtful. Um, knee sprain. Uh, go back and look at that hit last week uh, with him and T- Trey Dean. I believe it was Trey Dean. Get tangled up a little bit. And um, there's, a, there's a still picture out there somewhere else on Twitter. And that, uh, that angle for Elam's leg did not look too pretty. Uh, so uh, hopefully he's all okay. He did speak to the media on Monday um, not that that really gives us too much insight, but I would assume if it was really serious, um, you know, they wouldn't put him in that position. But uh, we'll see. I think it's a, good, it's a good test now for Helm and Marshall uh, going against this up-tempo Tennessee offense, a, a defense slightly like, uh, offense that likes to go deep and test the defense. Uh, so Marshall, Helm, better be ready. We'll see what uh, Blades, uh, if he's ready to return back to the defensive back rotation. Uh, I think if so, you'll expect to see him out there uh, and uh, maybe Perkins as well. Somebody who didn't play a lot versus Alabama last week. We'll see if he gets some more of an opportunity after a first couple good weeks of the season. But we didn't see him a whole lot last week uh, versus Alabama. So we'll see what this DB rotation looks like. I think we, uh, besides Helm and Marshall, definitely just want to see where Blades and Perkins are in
0: the rotation as well.
2: Thanks for taking my question.
0: Thank you, Joe. Let's get Chaz in here. Hey Dave, I just uh, want to sneak one in. Um, I know you uh, work with Josh Pay sometimes, and uh, he mentioned kind of the attitude week to week being mm-hmm. hugely different. I guess since Dan came on, Do um, you see like any bigger progressions in that, like kind of in the locker room, how guys act, what they say, stuff. I mean, versus last year at all. Um,
2: I, that would be just a guess on my part. Uh, right now, I, I think tomorrow will tell us a whole lot. I will tell you, I like the makeup of this team with a with a Zachary Carter uh, up front, somebody who's been around the program, somebody who just kind of knows the expectations by now. Uh, look, and they even said going into the preseason, like, th- those transfers that come in were leaders as well. Like, as soon as they stepped on campus, uh, that look you had to see how that translated onto the field and how they would play. But at least the mental side, the verbal communication, the, the leadership that could maybe come a, come from that side of it, you're getting that from Valentino. You're getting that from New Curry. Guys have been around the block as well. you got Elam on the back end, Dean on the back end. I think they have – and now, now Moon at linebacker. Uh, so I think you have, at least on defense, you have a guy at every level that they can point to and and look forward you – know, look up to as far as leaders go. And offense, of course. You know, Emory's been around the program. Uh, I, I I know Dan trusts Emory a lot, and that's why Emory's out there. I mean, he made some really good checks last week versus Alabama, put put the team in the right play uh, a little bit. So that's where his experience can come over now. Not a lot of experience in that leadership role, and I think that comes along with it too. But at least the leader in a way that he he knows the expectation. He's been around Mullen, but you go to that running back room. I mean, there's plenty. Uh, Pierce and Davis, guys have been around the program. The attitude, uh, I think, is, is good between those guys as well. Up front, Garage has been uh, here for, for, for a while now as well. You know, Stuart Reese has been recruited back by this staff back at Mississippi. So I think there's a lot of guys you can really point to uh, that won't let this team get down so much and you know, pick them up after that Bama loss. And you heard them say all the right things this week. Uh, and we'll see how that translates onto the field. Uh, but you, you at least got to get that part right first and now we'll see where they can pick that part of it up and, and move forward throughout the rest of the year. But tomorrow, tomorrow will tell us a whole lot. Uh, you know, I don't want, if it's a closer game than I expect, I'm not going to get down on the team. Of course, I think I, we'll see how it looks. Uh, and this is the game you should win. Uh, of course, but uh, we'll, we'll see how the game looks. Maybe I, I hate to try and tell so much from body language or anything like that, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what the team looks like tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, I'm just more confident, I guess, in a team that we had so much attrition. But it's just like in years past; it's always like, oh my gosh, we lost all our best players. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> and um, but not like nowadays, uh, you know, with CDM in charge, and obviously Todd seemed like he's turned defense around. The guys brought in, so now nah, it's it's been an easier time to breathe, I guess, in the off season. But you know, always looking forward to it, and again, always appreciate your insights and your input and your dedication to task, man. It's been great.
2: All right. thank you so
0: much, man. Thanks for those kind words.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going um about, uh, about a little over 40 minutes or so. So about wrap it up. I don't see anybody else in here. I'll give it another minute or so if anybody else, anybody else wants to jump in here. Uh, Usually when I do that, then we'll get a flood and and the episode just kind of keeps going. But (laughs) we'll see. Uh, We'll we'll see here. But nobody else jumping in there. Good stuff from Ahmad. I'm glad he was able to get in here, too. And I think my recording part of it figured out around that part, too. So uh, there'll be a little bit of break. I'll have to edit right right there. So if it sounds weird, uh, that's what that's what happened, guys. But uh, here we go. Let's see. Dimitri in here.
1: What's so up, Dimitri? What's up, Dave? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, man. I was just, I was just trying to wonder, man. Like, we really need to work on our goal line, like our DBs staying home on goal line instead of just thinking everything's going to go up the middle, because that's the second week in a row that mm. the player just went straight to the outside when our DBs are just reaching out at them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got to, we got, we have to clean that up because. People are going to see that, you know what I mean? They know they can't go up the middle. They haven't been going up the middle of the whole game. So, our DBs have to stay home and stay consistent because if our DBs stay home, those are easy tackles. You know what I mean? At least at least being able to hold them up or, you know, not just let them walk into the end zone because that happened to us on the South Florida game as well, down on the goal line.
2: Okay. Yeah, go t- tough to know. Hopefully – and I'm glad you're picking up on that. We'll see what the calls are now. Maybe You probably have to throw Maybe. that into the Knicks as well. Yeah,
1: it, I mean, hey. If you run a cornerback blitz, if our corners shoot in from the outside right there, that's, that's easy tackles. But they're not even staying home. They're getting sucked in into yeah. the, the, the middle of the play where all the beef is at. You know what I mean? So, like, we really have to work on that, man, because I know other teams are picking up on that. Like, you know, why don't we just shoot it to the outside instead of just going, you know, because they're just walking in. And every time you can see IDB is just reaching their hand out like, oh, what's going on? I didn't know he can run out this way. Like, you know, that got we got to be more
2: disciplined in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. T- tough not knowing what the call is from the defense, but, uh, you know, hopefully that's something. If, if, look, if, if it's a call, if it's a call thing, then hopefully the coaching staff figures that out and, 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 and not calling, you know, the, the call, the defensive call to play, uh, the offense coming up the middle. But uh, if what you're saying what comes out too, then, yeah, if the call is there and those guys are taking it upon themselves not to do the right thing, well, then you got to coach that too uh, eventually. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I want to go back to short yardage offense too. That was something that kind of worried me. Um, go after FAU and USF. I thought we saw Florida being able to put those 10, 11 play drives together. Uh, getting into the red zone and scoring—that was an issue the first couple weeks in the season as well. So yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll shift the conversation to the other side of the ball just a little bit too. But yeah, I just uh Yes, sir. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what this. Uh, we'll see what this defense comes up with. I, I'm, I'm, interested in seeing all, also how they handle the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee run game. So maybe going to your point, if Tennessee's at the goal line, their quarterbacks are going to be involved uh, running, run, running plays as well. So I think uh, something to look out for there. All right, go Gators. Go Gators, man. All right, that will do it. Here for this Twitter Spaces Ahead of Florida, Tennessee. Got you guys got to join in. It's a good conversation there on that one. Um, plenty of you jumped in here. Thanks once again. Doesn't happen without you. But um, if you don't mind, if you got a, some extra change laying around, you doing Gators Breakdown Plus, a little $3 a month. Got a good chat room going on there. Uh, All kind of topics going on in that uh, Discord server. Regular college football, there's a NFL chat room, there's a betting chat room, a tickets chat room for people looking for tickets. Uh, Plenty of stuff going on there on Gators Breakdown Plus. Extra episodes as well. Q&A episode, uh, that's really, really fun. I send out the email every week, get some good questions from Gators Breakdown Plus members. There's an extra episode there. Uh, You can have even more of my thoughts uh, on this Gator team. Some really good questions sent every week there. Uh, so, some extra content going on there at Gators Breakdown Plus. Support the sponsors uh, as well. My bookie, Manscaped, and Four Rivers. If you want some, look, guys, I'm telling you, I, I'm not even joking. I'm not even trying to pump up a sponsor here. But Four Rivers last week, sponsored from that Alabama tailgate. Oh, so good. I've never had their sliders before. And man, I had the pool chicken sliders, and those things were amazing. Those things were really, really good. So, check out Four Rivers if you go in their store or if you call and order, just mention. Gators Breakdown, and you get $5 off $25 or more. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining this Twitter space. Gators Breakdown Plus uh, post-game show will be right after the Tennessee game as well, and we'll be back here on Sunday to break it all down on Gators Breakdown post Florida and Tennessee.